The following audio is via a Skype call. Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Oh, yeah, everybody. This Playing on the Edge Radio, I'm Dr. Pat. I get to join Megan Edge. And we do this fabulous show. Megan, (laughs) tell everybody where you are. I am live from Iceland. (gasps) Playing on the Edge Radio is live in Iceland right now. Yeah. My family and I are here on holidays, and it's been amazing so far. Oh, my God. So that's part of Playing on the Edge, though. It is. Yeah. It's actually taken a holiday. I'm taking a holiday on the edge. <laughs> when you think about Iceland, <laughs> we're on the edge of the yeah. Arctic Circle. Uh, and we're on the edge of a lot of cliffs around here, edge of the glaciers. Mm. Yeah, and it is a pretty edgy place. There's oh, yeah. amazing energies here that I'm really looking forward to talking about today. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about, uh, you know, uh, Iceland, we'll talk about this as, as, as we go. We have a very special guest joining, joining us today. Uh, but all of a sudden, if you notice, Iceland is in so many of the movies, the contemporary movies now. Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix, I was watching something on Netflix and it's like, you know, the movie is set in Iceland. Mm-hmm. So there's something about the energies and the transformation of energies that are bringing places and people, you know, all in co- the collective more closely and more mindfully. And so we get to learn more about our similarities and less about our differences, I think. That's that's absolutely right. And I, my family and I have had the distinct pleasure and, and with such gratitude for being able to experience Iceland through my dear friend Swan and her family, her folks, who have been showing us the people's Iceland. So we're not doing the bus tour Iceland. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in this show as well. I'm hoping that some of the photographs I took yesterday of what we're calling the tourist forest, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we get to share those to really illustrate what's happening here. Um, well, and as let's I say, introduce so Swan. Pretty. Yeah, let's introduce yeah. Swan to our yeah. listeners, right? So this is my beautiful friend Swan, and Swan and I, we go well back. We go well back. In fact, it was Swan's store in Oak Bay, which is a municipality of Victoria, the city that we that I live in, who uh, her store had my first, uh, it was the first place that my nature essences were ever in a retail setting. So those beautiful nature essences that we've talked about in previous shows were on the shelves of her shop, which was called Asgard, right? Asgard, Mm -hmm. yes, which was that connection to Iceland. Mm -hmm. And from there, we've had this beautiful relationship and friendship. And she's been a student of mine. She's Mm. taken my nature essence practitioner's course and is a certified nature essence practitioner. And because you love my products, that's right. (laughs) And the magic of them, 
Yeah. And tapping into your own healing abilities. Mm -hmm. Swan is, is a healer. She has a varied background. She's a graphic design and what else? Staging. Staging. Micropigmentation. Yes. Yeah. Entrepreneur. (laughs) Business owner. (laughs) Business owner, entrepreneur. Well, look at us, us business owners. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And recently Swan moved back with her boys to Iceland and is has brought some of the trainings with her in order to give people a unique experience of Iceland. Wow. You know, that's what today's show is about. It's really bringing in and taking down the borders that we we impose and and really talking about it because you're going to take us on a journey here today about Iceland, a brief history of it. And Jessica's got all the pictures, so we'll be able to take a look at the, the tourist you versus the not so much. But, you know... <laughs> uh, Let's talk about what Iceland is. And I do believe there's an energy now uh, about Iceland that is starting to show up in beyond the historical and the documentaries, really starting to show up in pop culture in a massively uh, collective way of understanding. And mm-hmm. I find that fascinating because people don't wonder. You know, they plug in. They don't question it. Nobody says, why is that happening in Iceland? They're like, of course. And could you explain that a little bit based on the history, maybe? Um, I think it's been discovered. I guess it was always like that. So that's something I can say. It was always like that. But now it's been discovered by a a wider audience than just our our general small population. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about the movies, it's... um, uh, it we have such a, a picturesque landscape and so diverse and so everything's so close. Mm-hmm. That, uh, we often have filmmakers in our backyard, just absolutely floored by what they see, and the the scenery is surreal mm-hmm. at times. And so you know you have shows like Game of Thrones or. Um, many movies that I can't think of right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've had yeah. just a an array of, and artistry, artists and um, culture is a, is a mm-hmm. big part of us. So I think when you tie those together, the amazing landscape and photographers and, you know, um, National Geographic coming to do ads for their own selves or Apple computers using our, our backdrop, it just makes sense that these companies would, would come here now, now that they've seen it. Mm-hmm. But we were a bit hidden before, somewhat like our hidden people, which makes you fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I think it's fascinating, but, you know, also part of what you're talking about, Megan, and take us through this, is mm-hmm. both the historical but also the geological aspects yes. of Iceland are amazing, right? Yeah. So Iceland itself as a landmass is the, the bringing together and now the separating of two plates. So one is the North American plate, the other is the Eurasian plate. When they start to pull apart, which they do, they produce these volcanic activities of volcanic eruptions. And all of Iceland as as a landmass has actually come up from the depth of the ocean through these volcanic events. And driving around Iceland, and even just in Swan's backyard, she lives in a lava field. This community that she's in is in a lava field. Right in her backyard, you can see the intensity of the creation of this island millions and millions of years ago. 
you can see where the lava hit the water and if you've got pillow lava, you've got ash, you have all these different kinds of volcanic events that help to create this island. So there's this really amazing energy. Even though right now when you walk around or you look around, everything seems stable, it really isn't. These processes are still continuing. There's a volcano up island that's burping and belching right now and everyone's kind of on guard for that. Just walking wow. down the street, you can smell the sulfur. Every town has a, a pool that is geothermically fed. So you've got this incredibly dynamic geology. And because there's such a uh, an openness of, uh, especially the southern part of, of um, Iceland, you can see, you can see the volcanic flows. You can see where they stopped. You can see the layers of all the ash. It's absolutely incredible. And the landscape is so magical because of that. It's, it's very raw. Mm -hmm. Historically, from the cultural perspective, I think the earliest pre-Christian grave has been dated to about 1830. Mm. They're pushing it back. Um, but really, the first settlers were a group of people who came over from Nor Norway. Norsemen. The Norsemen, who we commonly know as the Vikings. Yes. Yes. Let's give a hurrah for the Vikings. Yeah, that's right. Linda's all ears up now, right about now. <laughs> well, a lot of people are. Right? I mean, Viking yeah. as an iconography has been part of our culture for a very yeah. long time. But we've had a very stereotypical idea of who the Vikings <laughs> were and what they did. Yes. Uh, and it's often that they would rape, pillage, and plunder. Which they did. Which they did, <laughs> if they were a Viking. But yeah. the vast majority of them were farmers were artisans, were craftsmen, beautiful, beautiful pieces of yeah, copper amazing. coming out, uh, just gorgeous artwork. Uh, this is a very sophisticated people that came and settled here in Iceland. And boy, did they ever have to have a certain kind of character to be here. <laughs> Still do. This is not an easy <laughs> land to live in. <laughs> right, right. It really, with all of its beauty, it, it is a harsh, it's a harsh place. It, it, yeah. it tests you like many islands do. You don't yeah. live on the land. You have to live with the land. Mm -hmm. She's the boss, and we know that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a fan? Isn't that a fantastic statement you just made, Swan? Because I, I think it's important for us to remember, you know, that the land was here, and then we came. And I think we forget that sometimes, and forget to honor that. But, you know, I've heard some of these, let's just say, some of the actors that have filmed there, Angelina Jolie, for example, when she did Tomb Raider, you know, they use terms like unforgiving. You know, you have to be very mindful and aware of your surroundings. And, and it's not the kind of place, from what I understand, that you go to and all of a sudden you walk around like you're in a cloud, right? <laughs> No, the clouds yeah. usually come down they to come meet out. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. I mean, you know, part of this is sharing the passion you have, but as well as the open heartedness. And yeah. that's what today's show is about. You know, it's looking at playing on the edge, doing a live show from Iceland. I mean, who knew? You know, when I started doing radio, this would have been like, what? What are we doing? Like, how many people have to film this over there? And what do we have to do? Well, times they are changing. When we come back, we're going to be talking about raw nature. You know, what does this mean? 
And what happens to people that are so drawn to this beautiful, beautiful land? You know, what is the opening? What is the coming of age that happens? And how about this phenomenal energy mm-hmm. that has doubled and quadrupled the amount of interest in this beautiful place? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Megan Edge. We'll be right back with Swan. We've got a lot to talk about. And also, we'll give you some insight on some of the upcoming classes you too can participate in with Megan. We'll be right back. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values and attitude in a dynamic way to learn more about sarah and her work visit sarahmain.com could you swim with sharks is fear holding you back from living your life the time is now to jump in and be courageous shelly ryan has created a retreat to help you move past your fears with confidence Join her June 30th through July 7th in Mexico. Have some fun, relax. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to be courageous with a whale and shark adventure. For more information, visit yournextchaptercoaching.com. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language, that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Practice living in wholeness with the body tune-up. Six classes for $89 designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Heal the deepest root of any challenge. The mental body was programmed in negativity, not good enough, separate from source. You're too much. You'll never make it. The emotional body holds all the pain and trauma of emotional suppression, all the pain from this life and life's past. The spiritual body is the place you connect with your higher power, your higher self, with the image and likeness of the one. The physical body houses and expresses the other three bodies every day. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve, become a practitioner. We need to heal, integrate, and bring into wholeness and harmony the physical body, addressing all the other bodies in order to live in our true, authentic nature. (laughs) Wow. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat, and I get get to hang out with Megan Edge every month. You know, this is Playing on the Edge Radio. This is Megan's fabulous hit show, Radical Change with the Ease. Today, this is Playing on the Edge in Iceland, Mm -hmm. and uh, she's joined by Swan, of course, which you just saw in the last segment. Before we start to talk a little bit about the land, the people, and the connection and the energy, Megan, if you don't mind... Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your upcoming class. You have the Confident Healer, right? Yeah. As well yes. as Intuitive Energy Massage. Intuitive Energy, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So in June, we graduated four more Confident Healers, Certified Mind, Body, and Soul Healers. <gasps> Yay. I, so exciting. The next class starts in September, and we go for 10 months, and it's an Intuitive Healers Intensive Certification Program. 
in which you as the healer are going to learn all kinds of different tools and techniques, different modalities of metaphysical healing that I use in my own practice through the work that I've done and through the group that we create for this program. There are only four, sto- uh, four spots left at this point. I'm so excited that two months before we're about to begin, we only have four spots left. It's a great opportunity for anybody in the Seattle area, the Vancouver area, or um, Victoria and North in BC. We do a full day workshop once a month, and then everything else is done online for those 10 months. So if you're able to get to us for that full full day in-person workshop, and you want to become a healer and go out in the world and do good works, this could be the course for you. The IEN. That's intuitive energy massage. That's the energetic uh, transformation healing that I've created as a healing system. We have ongoing classes in level one, level two, and master teacher. We've taken a break for the summer. We start up again in September as well. You can find all the information on my website, meganedge.ca. Get in touch with me. Let me know if you want to join us. Yeah, I mean, these are exciting uh, ways for people to come together, continue to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important right now for all of us to be able to do that, you know, and and really think about ways to expand not just who we are in the world, but also our consciousness. And that's what we're talking about today in Iceland. You know, we're talking about your visit with Swan and talking mm-hmm. about the connection, Swan, that you have, but also, you know, this idea of consciousness rising, so to speak, and at a beautiful place like that, such a way to connect. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, your connection, Swan, to to Iceland and, you know, what it is for you that has drawn you there. Uh, well, I was born here. <laughs> so there uh, you go. <laughs> I didn't have an option at that point. I was born here. Uh, all my ancestry can be traced well back to the Viking ages on both sides of my family. So we're, as we call, purebred Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until about a generation ago, that was the story for most Icelanders. So in a, in a brief way, um, where, where we are right now, the town of Hapnafjordur, which is the town of Lava and Elves. Um, it is basically my hometown. My father was born here. His my great-grandparents lived here, and um, it was a small fishing village back in the day, and I uh, grew up here on the docks cutting heads off of fish it, and um, sort of when the village all came together, when the boats came in, and so we've been through um, a, quite a transformation uh, just right here in this town and in, in, in the whole country. Uh, and again, each generation has just simply taken over for the next one and learned from each other and pass down knowledge, skills, and um, heritage, I guess, in a way, or Mm. um, cultural ways of being. So it's always just been in the family. Mm -hmm. And you know, Pat, when we talk about radical transformation with ease, Mm -hmm. when you said that phrase, it really struck me that that's what's happening in Iceland right now. Iceland, culturally, at the family level, at the personal level, at the government level, is going through this huge transition. And the biggest question on everyone's mind is how can we do this with ease? How can we balance this beautiful attention that's coming from people from around the world? There are 350,000 permanent residents 
in all of Iceland. So if you have a map of Iceland, you look at it, it's a big country, 350,000 people. That's as many people live in downtown Victoria. Yeah. There are over 3 million visitors every year within the last five years. And that number grows every year. That's huge. That is having an enormous impact on the psychology, on the culture, on the energy, on the environment, on the elementals. And the next generation. And on the next generation. Where there's never been that change yeah. that's happening now. Yeah. This generation. And the, and it's such a well, this is such a welcoming culture. It really truly is. And they really want to share this beautiful place with the world. But there are conversations over the cup of morning cup of coffee as to what kind of an impact is this number of people having on the country that they want to come and see in its pristine nature. Yeah. Christine, how long is it going to be pristine for? And yeah. these are some, some deep conversations Swan and I have been having since we've been here. Yeah. It seems like the same thing uh, visitors are seeking is uh, at risk due to them seeking it, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. So it's, um, we're trying to uh, come up with a balance of, well, how do we do all that when there's a small population? Um, how do we show what we're so proud of without... It's sort of getting, mm -hmm. well, trampled upon in, yeah. a way in some places, which mm -hmm. also um, dampers the actual energy of the space that we, we so enjoy showing and being part of and was always part of our upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's in a fine balancing line right now of we're not sure which way is this going to go. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that we, my family and I have been it's experiencing. <laughs> it is frightening in some ways. And we went to see, we went to, we did the golden circle yesterday. We were um, mm -hmm. given the opportunity to go with Swan's father who's lived here his whole life. And he just gave us this beautiful personal tour of it. And we're, we're in the parking lot at the um, Gosfler Falls. Gosfoss, Golden Falls. Gosfoss mm -hmm. Falls, Golden Falls. Mm -hmm. And he's telling us how not that long ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Five years. Five years ago, <laughs> he and his family could go up there and be the only people there. Wow. Five, ten years ago. Five or ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. And so to be standing at the edge of those falls yesterday with literally hundreds, hundreds of people all looking at that beautiful falls. And each of them, I'm sure, having their own experience of it. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, Pat, for me, my experience of it, and I've I'm going to get emotional about it. It was really upsetting yeah. to realize that the energies that inhabit that place don't have a voice now yeah. because of the din of all the feet, of all the people, of all the different voices um, that are all there to, to see it because it's so beautiful. I couldn't feel the energy of that place. And that was really sad. Yeah really sad for that because I have had the experience while being here of hearing and feeling the energy of certain places where we have gone where we've been taken that the tourists don't know about and I am a tourist so I will claim that because that is what yeah. we're doing um, but we have had the opportunity to go places that are not on the bus routes yet and there you can still feel the energy and to lose that it's it's very overwhelming it's very overwhelming yeah and it's, it's a sadness 
it's there's a, there's a sadness about that there's level of change and, a, and what yeah. happens to the energy of it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm often struck by how impactful those kinds of changes are, even for you, you Megan, going back as a tourist. But I, can, I can't even imagine what it's like for the people that live there because every day now, yeah. Every day, this is part of your culture and your life. Um, and I just wonder about that. You know, how do you hold the space for the ritual of this place? You know, how do you do that? I mean, so often we're seeing that all over the world now. My friends, you know, I have friends in Hawaii that have been, you know, they're native. They've been part of that culture and, you know, there still are a couple of places on different islands that are really nobody really knows about, right, if you can believe that. But still, they've had to deal with, you know, people coming to their soil, not quite understanding it, appreciating it, but not quite in the same way. I agree. I think it, ha I think it has happened all over the world. It's just that it's been previous or we mm -hmm. didn't see it in our time, whereas here, when change happens, it happens so quickly and it's so visual or uh, the energy is so strong. Mm -hmm. Just as climate change can be gauged somehow here in Iceland in such a gradual way from one year to the next, we can see change in this from one year to the next on a huge explosive scale. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of this too, we're talking about how our lives and how we adjust to creating a better world. And this level of awareness, don't you believe, Megan, is seriously important for that? It's absolutely important. And what I would love to actually see from, from all the, the touristing that we've done in the past week so far in the south end of the island and, and really standing back and observing the people who are here to see this beautiful place, I would love it if there was a way for them to understand how new this is. Because when they're complaining that the toilets that are porta potties that are only there because there's 100,000 people showing up every week to see this beautiful natural place. The porta potties are blocked up and they don't understand why there's no infrastructure to support their experience of Iceland. <laughs> I want them to understand that the reason for that is because there is no infrastructure to support yeah. their experience of Iceland. It hasn't had time yet. There aren't enough people in Iceland who live here permanently to build the walkways and the steps and the kiosks and the tourist information centers that they're that I think a lot of tourists are used to seeing when they go to these kinds of places in other parts of the world. There just hasn't been time for that yet. And so I would really ask that people who are coming to Iceland looking for the experience of Iceland really understand how hard the population is trying to keep up with this incredible love and interest that people have in their in their country and to just be patient and lay off the horn and take a breath and remember why they came to Iceland. And take your garbage with you. And please take your garbage with you. Well, I think you're bringing up something really interesting. Uh, Linda's, uh, I think it was Linda's sister uh, who recently, like a week ago, came back from Norway. And their families from there, right? Linda's dad was born in Norway. And, you know, so they're, 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 their culture and their family history and their relationship uh, to the traditions of Norway is very important to this family. You know, dad, granddad, fisher people, all of the above. And they were shocked by what they saw in Norway and the way tourists treat this place. Now, 
I must say, I think the difference between Norway and Iceland, the fundamental difference is Norway had to build an infrastructure to take care of tourists. They didn't really have a, a, a choice to do that. But even so, what they saw with how the land was treated and how people who come from all different cultures just didn't quite understand, it was really heartbreaking for them. I mean, they talked about that. It was heartbreaking. And I think this does bring us back to what you started the show uh, uh, with saying is our commitment is to Mother Earth, mm -hmm. borderless. You know, it doesn't matter what country you're in or where you're in. I, don't you think we are getting so far away to our connection to the earth that I'll tell you, it, it's a bit scary for, for, for me. And I live in the Pacific Northwest and I'm seeing these trees being cut down here on the mountainsides. I just wonder when, when, are, when is the light bulb going to go on, kind of? Yeah, hopefully very soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully very soon. I think I think so. Um, well, I think when know, you talk about that consciousness, go ahead, Maggie. When you talk mm -hmm. about that consciousness, it's that the the world isn't here for us, right? That golden waterfall was not created so we could go and enjoy it. The geyser was not created so we could go and enjoy it. These are processes that the Earth has been engaged in ever since water made its way to the planet in the meteorites. It has nothing to do with us. When we go to visit another country and we expect that these natural places are going to accommodate us, we are forgetting that we are new to the planet. We are new. We have not been here yeah. very long at all. And the planet doesn't owe us anything. And we're tiny. And we are tiny. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And and yet there's so many rich traditions. I mean, I'm really struck by, you know, what we've created in the world in terms of highlighting certain traditions. You know, when we're talking about elves and elementals and we're talking about, you know, characters these days that are so common to children, at least in the United States. I mean, who doesn't know about that? But yet very few know history right? You know, yeah. know the richness of the culture. And I think that's part of uh, the conversation and awareness, isn't it? It seems like we're getting further and further removed from our source, our mm. planet, and recognizing the fact that she is alive and breathing and that we are supposed to be living amongst her by her rule, not utilizing her for our own, I think exactly what you said, for mm. ourselves or our consumption. Once we see her as a consumable commodity of some sort, it feels to me that's why we're cutting down trees faster than we plant them or take care of them. And we've mm -hmm. gone out of control and we need to scale it back and really take a big look. But it's not that we need to recognize it. It's that it's in our face now. And that's why we're recognizing it. And I wish we had done it before all the signs were beyond, mm -hmm. you know, the scale of what they are now. Mm -hmm. um, so but it's not too late. It, well, I hope, yeah, it's not too late. We can always change. Yeah. We can always change. Education, I think, is key. Yeah. Um, just such as tourists coming to Iceland. I think that we are just a little bit behind the eight ball, but we need to get a education program going on where we can not just show how beautiful and diverse and scenic it is and come see this and take a bus here, but learn about the culture, about how we harvested our land and how we've taken care of our land 
through things like the elves and listening. Like, I think we've forgotten to listen. Mm -hmm. We're just trampling. We're not listening. And um, that's where things are starting to erode and, and, and look ugly rather than beautiful. And mm -hmm. she isn't serving us the way she can. Mm -hmm. I can I yeah I want yes, I want, I want <laughs> to jump in again I would yeah, love yeah. because we've been talking now a little bit about elves the words come up yeah yeah I yeah would love for you Swan <laughs> to share with our audience what this means in Iceland because we're not talking about Disneyland here no, we're not talking not Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. <laughs> right no. um, we're not talking about the elf on the shelf this is an integral part of the, the culture, the, the pagan culture, if you will, or the earth-based culture that the Vikings brought with them and developed and saw within their own landscape here as well. Yeah, they have been um, beings that signal to us when we're overstepping in some ways. They will let us know in many ways. They're not always beautiful fairy tale elves, yeah. sometimes really Upset, I was going to say something else. <laughs> Pissed off? Okay. I wasn't sure yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah. You can say uh, it. <laughs> when they're upset, they let us know. Um, and tragedies can strike human beings, and they have. And we have multiple cases in Iceland. And just a generation ago or so, people were quite frightened. to, Or or I guess the, the fear created a, a respect yeah. uh, of what the consequence of our actions on the planet would be much like the mm -hmm. Aboriginal people. Really, I think it's just a different way mm -hmm. of respecting each and every environmental factor. So, for me, and you may read differently in books, but uh, the elves are sort of co conductors or, or connectors between our human experience and to our Mother Earth and what she's trying to say because we're not listening so much anymore. And we needed sort of these translators mm. to remind us, no, don't step there. No, don't take that rock. It's not, it's not okay. This is, this is someone's home. This is how it's supposed to stay. It's not all for us. Mm -hmm. And they remind us in gentle ways and in harsh ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know, it's really fascinating. We are talking about this because I think that there is a connection about that's happening now in the world when we're talking about, you know, elves or we're talking about elementals or we're talking about, you know, things that used to be mysteries to us, but we're getting a whole new level of awareness. And, you mm -hmm. know, I, I had a really interesting conversation with someone on another show not too long ago, and they were asking me about what I believed in the creative energies that we have now in the world, whether it's film, movies, television, books, you name it, whatever it is that's taking an idea and bringing it to a population, right? All of the media now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my answer was kind of interesting. And I said, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure how much that is imagination. I, I wonder how much of it is the reality of times past trying to represent a time of the future, whether it's a movie that comes out about, and, and again, I mean, I, I don't work for Netflix, but I'm just saying, folks, <laughs> that, you know, if you want to find out about multiple cultures and multiple ideas in multiple locations, you know, this is a, a particular forum that people are going to to say, what? That mm -hmm. really does happen there. 
And what is our responsibility? I guess I want to ask you the question is, you know, what is our responsibility as human beings to honor this way? You know, the way of past cultures, the way of, of the earth. What is our responsibility? I'd like to ask you both that. You want to go ahead with that? Don't need to start. I think mainly to go back and learn to listen. I think Mm -hmm. we've forgotten how to hear her. I always refer to her as her. Uh, You know, we, we just need to go back to working with her from her source, not from what we want or what we need as humans, but as what is she asking us to do? Mm-hmm. What is she asking us not to do? And without putting on our listening ears, really, mm-hmm. I think that's where we're falling very short and consumerism. <laughs> so let you take it from there. <laughs> uh, well, when I think of that, the, an answer to that question, Pat, I think about the work that I do as an alternative healer, as a shaman, as a witch, as a pagan, whatever term, analogy you want to use to describe the work that I do and who I am in the world, it's for me, it's coming from these past cultural understandings of the environment that we're in. This is where the nature essences came from. It's working with the natural medicines that are all around us, recognizing that everything we need to be in a state of well-being is provided for us by the land that we are on and if we choose to ignore that and we and we can we're not going to go into big pharma and all of that on the show (laughs) (laughs) to illustrate though that we we create these um they're not they're not false remedies but they do take us out of our relationship with our body and they take us out of our relationship with our environment so for example since we've been here i've been drinking the icelandic water all the time and here you can still go to the river. Yeah. In the of the city, there was a picture of I, that I took of the waterfall in the Elfin Garden. And wow. fill your water bottle. <laughs> right? If you're going to be in Iceland, then be in Iceland. Don't buy the bottled yeah. water at the grocery store. Drink the water that's coming out of the land. That's what's going to give you good medicine. Eat the yeah. food that's grown in the soil of the country that you're in. That's what's going to give you good medicine. It's how we yeah. always existed before. That's right. And this is this is not... This is not brain surgery. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's common sense to learn about your environment, know the medicines, know the foods, and know that you can survive off of what is presented to you if you are lucky enough and fortunate enough to be in a place in the world where that is still accessible. Well, let's take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about this more because, you know, this is something that many of us have had to learn on our own. We've had to learn through maybe our own medical crisis, maybe our own illnesses, we had to get back to a source of healing that was ancient, that was natural, that wasn't really highly publicized. I now know, I know that there's a reason I moved to the Pacific Northwest over here. And it wasn't, I'll tell you, it wasn't to be out uh, and swim in the Puget Sound. That thing will put you, that's frostbite. But <laughs> it was to understand and get back to a level of nature that we're talking about here, not quite like Iceland, but to move to a place which honored what we call natural medicine. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what essences are, why they are so ancient, and what is it about these essences, these natural healing. Think about this, folks. 
What is it about natural healing? If you want to go back thousands, 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 even way further back, what is it about the people then that learned about these, that if they hadn't used some of these remedies, some of these discoveries as a species, we probably wouldn't be here. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our minds, empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. To find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit sarahluce.com. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, Visit flyhighliving.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What a great, great show. Megan, thank you so much for taking us into your world and Swan, your world, for this short period of time. And, you know, sometimes we see it as the micro of things, but it's not really. You know, Mm -hmm. really what we're looking at is looking at what we all here have the ability to do, have the ability to change, and have the ability to learn. And thank you for that. Um, You know, I want to make sure, Megan, people have your website again. 
And then I want to talk about this notion of healing through mm-hmm. the essences that we now know are so powerful. Yes, absolutely. People can reach me at meganedge.ca, uh, www.meganedge.ca. You can also find me on Facebook under Megan Edge Healing. We have a YouTube channel full of amazing videos. Uh, we have our shows here or there. All the talks I give and the workshops I give are on that YouTube channel, as well as workshop wisdoms and other trainings. And that's also Megan Edge Healing. So you can look us up there and subscribe to us. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me through email. You can find me through the phone. <laughs> all the <laughs> You can find me in Iceland. And all the information is all down below on the screen, I'm sure, or will be um, very shortly. I Yes, let's talk about healing. Uh, because ever since we started the show, Pat, that's been the whole theme, is looking at different kinds of healing. That's That's what radical transformation is. It's that moment where you say, I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to acknowledge that there are things in my life that don't fit anymore, beliefs, ideas, traumas, and I'm, I'm ready to do better in my own life, to be better within myself and my own sense of wellness and wholeness. And what I know from my own personal experience is that while mainstream medicine is amazing and can do amazing things, I always want to be really clear I'm not putting... Um, alternative or metaphysical healing on a pedestal above that what I want is to see a union I want to see a bridge built between these two beautiful disciplines because they can support each other so well what I see is lacking though in mainstream medicine whether it's psychology or or medical is a lack of wholeness a lack of understanding of the wholeness and the connectivity of our body of our body processes of the foods we put into our body of the experiences that we have energetically and emotionally that all of that is interconnected. And the reason why we feel so good when we walk out into the forest or onto a beach or have that moment of quiet is because that's our connected, our connectiveness to the earth. This, this earth that we have grown out of, that we have evolved out of and, and evolved from. And as we do this healing, we need tools. We need tools that help to remind us of our intention to do the healing work. And that's what I've created with the nature essences that I have developed and that I'm now teaching other people how to create as well. It is to be able to impart into a, a, a tool, which this is one of swans right here, this beautiful bottle, the essence and energy of what it is that you want to change and shift in your life using the medicines that are around us from nature. And what's really unique about the way Swan is doing this work is that she's taking this energy that we've been talking about of Iceland, the plants, the minerals, the volcanic rocks, and infusing the water with that energy. And then adding in the beautiful wow. blend wow. and creating this, this beautiful healing tool. And this in and of itself, this is not a magic elixir, right? This is not the magic bullet. This is the tool to remind you of the intention to make the changes in your life that are going to bring that well-being for you. It is magical, but you're the one doing the magic because you're the one who has said yes to whatever the healing is, to be open to that healing, as painful as it might be, as uncomfortable as it might be, knowing that the end result is to be in that place of peace and calm within yourself, your physical body, your emotional body, whatever that looks like to you. Mm. 
So this is how we are bringing these these ancient traditions, these shamanic traditions or pagan traditions or Wiccan traditions, or uh, there's many others, of how to work with the medicines of the plants, the energies, the moon cycles, the waters, and bringing them in, into our lives and our clients' lives in a way that is accessible mm-hmm. for them. Kind of like we're conductors. Like, yeah, Between like we're yeah. the conductors. That's right. That's yeah. right. I love what you said about the elves being the translators uh-huh. of the earth's needs for for us to be able to understand. And I feel like you you're doing that with mm-hmm. with these, especially with the waters that are here in charged. the name of your town. Be charged. Uh-huh. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Are, are those available to the public? Um. Yes, you can. Uh, I have workshops that I uh, offer, so people okay. who can come to Iceland can take the workshops, and I will take oh. you through the process of creating uh, these essences by utilizing the Icelandic water and all the power harnessed into this bottle. So, mm-hmm. um, but I also sell them at shops, local shops here, and you can find them on my Facebook page, Iceland Spirit of Nature, and. Um, you know, contact me. I'll send you a bottle. I love that. That I love that you're doing that for several reasons, right? Because if you think about what we just talked about throughout the show today, is that getting the learning on a level of awareness, I taking that time with you and visiting Iceland and really getting not just an education about Iceland, but becoming part of of the culture there and then creating something. What a wonderful way to really get heart connected what with a great the land. Take home is the actual mm-hmm. energy that you harness yourself yeah. from here rather than mm-hmm. tourists that we have heard about picking rocks and taking crystals out of caves that were supposed to not be touched. Yeah. I would prefer we do it this way and you take yeah. it home and spray it on yourself when you feel the need to reconnect to that feeling that you might have captured when you were here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's pretty magic in a bottle. But that's yeah. what I felt from Megan learning it. And all I could think about, oh, my gosh, I need to do this in Iceland. And not only do I want to sell them, I want to share my knowledge of how to do it and to do it with as many people as possible. It's not something I want to keep to myself. Yeah. And Megan taught me that as well by teaching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And this is not something you're going to find on a bus tour, by the way. No, no. You can work swan to coming into this beautiful space that we're sitting in right now this is her workshop space and also where my family and I are staying while we're here um, coming into this space and working with swan personally I mean what a beautiful thing to add to your mm-hmm. experience in Iceland to work with somebody who has this connection to the land way back generations to back to 18 or 800 when people first settled here mm-hmm. and that energy and that wisdom and I know Swan to be so intuitive and just so, you've seen her, you've seen her energy, you felt it. So caring that the people she works with have this really beautiful, positive experience of mm-hmm. Iceland and of themselves as they go through this process. Because as Swan knows from learning it, it's not just about making a product. It's about the personal <laughs> relationship that you have with what you create and how it is your personal medicine. Yeah, custom you know, and let me just say, it's also a great family thing to do. I uh, stopped giving this young 10, 11 year old like traditional gifts 
And so I, I go to an herbal shop up the, up the road here and uh, Katia puts together some kind of concoction, if you don't mind me saying. But what happens is it's something for the family to create. And so this 10 going on 11-year-old then gets the mom involved and the dad and the, the aunties involved and they make soap or they make – and I think what you're talking about is what a great way for a family – to get connected to something so powerful energetically as well. Yeah, or a Wonderful. couple. What a beautiful thing I for a couple it. to oh, do. Oh, great for a couple. Isn't that great? Yeah. Wow. It's very this is so boring. exciting. Mm. It's yeah. very exciting on both ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. mind telling everyone how to find out more about this and you for when they do come to Iceland? Would you mind saying that again if you if you could? Um, website well, you is? You can, I don't actually have a website, but I am on Facebook. So you yeah, can contact Facebook. me, um, Iceland, Spirit of Nature. Thank you. Um, I am also uh, newly on Airbnb, where you look up events in Iceland. And so many people have come. I've already had people from all over the world, California and China and uh, anywhere um, who come here and are looking for certain things to do, like a, a three-hour workshop with me. And it's a... It's a very special time both for me and them. It seems to have worked out that way that we both walk out of that session with uh, a wealth of information that we have bounced off of each other. And then they walk home with one of these and feel always thankful and blessed. So it gives me lots of reward back. It's nothing but positive. Um, yeah, Airbnb, I guess. And um, what would they look up under like your name on Airbnb? They would or? look up um, Iceland events mm -hmm. rather than where to rent a space and then generally it comes up uh there's maybe just 20 events or so listed on there but you will see uh how to create your own nature essence um oh. and so you just click on that and you can book through them or you can contact me directly and then i have a um gmail address swan swanson which is s-v-a-n-s-s-o-n at gmail.com send me a message do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it now. It's so, oh, it's so worth it. I love it. And, you know, just as a side note, I'm just going to say that, by the way, Iceland has some of the most promising young table tennis players in the world. Just want to <laughs> mention that for the moment because that that's is a passion. fact. That's, that's my passion. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Iceland has its own table tennis association, by the way. Just want to mention that. Thank you both for today. <laughs> One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Um, just uh, everybody's welcome. We're very welcoming. We want, we want everybody to come. Um, but we're a little bit behind the eight ball on education and, and how to maybe convey the message of uh, please tread carefully, both because it could be dangerous for you and people have lost their lives here. Tourists have lost their lives and we all feel very um, tragic when that occurs. Mm -hmm. uh, there aren't always those big signs or necessarily uh, uh, fences, fences. Mm -hmm. to like. Oh, be careful. We grew up here. We always knew that. And we never really had people here who didn't quite know how to tread on the landscape. Uh, so just be careful, be wise and bear with us. We're all growing in this together. And I think it's going to be a wonderful concoction in the end. 
Awesome. Thank you both. Thank you, Megan. Thank you Thank so you. much. Uh, how very special this is. And for all of you out there, it is really a reminder of how precious this earth is. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.